0: Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Today we have a very special guest, Stephanie Lacey. She has a very wonderful story, a story that proves how God can change a bad situation into a good situation. Uh, a lot of the things that we have learned of over the last four years about human trafficking and that part of the lifestyle, uh, we're going to learn how powerful god is and how he can change that situation into a positive situation and now i present to you stephanie lacy how are you stephanie
1: amazing today yes uh, it's been a very busy day so uh, yes but i am parked in an airbnb uh right now in oklahoma <laughs> I didn't know Oklahoma had mountains. Uh, I was surprised actually uh, making this reservation. I had no idea where it was really. Uh, <laughs> all I knew is that it was cheaper than doing like holiday Inn. So, um, I was, I parked myself here. So, but it's been a very busy day. Um, attended a funeral today and, uh, spoke at it. Uh, I gave, I gave the message, um, and it was very evangelical and we talked a lot about forgiveness so or i did (laughs) no one else did but i did uh so yes but um thank you so much for having me on um i really appreciate it and you know i've done lots of interviews in the past now um coming back in and doing interviews again it's a little um it's new again because you know it's been many years um since I have been doing them, you know, I've done a lot of radio, I've done, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, in the past, uh, you know, news stuff, news interviews, and stuff like that, uh, mainly because I was working with women coming out of the adult entertainment business. And of course, that's more sensationalized, right? Uh, so we tend to see a lot of people want to interview you because of that reason right mm-hmm. so so yeah you know uh, my story started out you know um when i was 16 years old um i basically left home i still had braces on my teeth okay um and i i left home in rebellion okay um i didn't even go to high school I, I totally, <laughs> I just didn't show up, okay? I did never set foot in a high school. Um, I left home and I went straight into stripping. Now I was underage, okay? Um, basically, I lied to them, right, um, to let me in. And they believed me. And they didn't ask me for really any ID or any of that, right? And I'm going to tell you. I mean, just talking about this is just, (laughs) um, you know, when you have to, you have to kind of go back into the past to, to tell your story, and in order to really give people the true sense of where you're at, you kind of have to go back into your inner dialogue, you know, back in that time, and and pull it out, right? But I I entered into that. very it was extreme i was extremely naive and vulnerable and dumb honestly i was 16 years old i didn't know anything um but i walk into the club and here you have all of these you know 20 something year olds that are you know hustling and they're they know what they're doing and and lo and behold i didn't know anything you know (laughs) Um, but I looked very young and obviously that was a, um, a draw to me. Right. Uh, so I made quite a bit of money doing that. Right. Um, I was in that business for, um, several years. I was in, you know, doing a lot of drugs, you know, um, the whole lifestyle living at night, you know, sleeping all day you know, making the money. And really, for me, it was just about the money. It really was, uh, because I did not enjoy doing that for a living, okay? Um, Really, not a ton of them do. I mean, some of them, occasionally, you'll have someone come in that actually wants to do it and do their regular job for, for whatever reason. I don't know, but I was very um, it became very hard on me. I was so broken at one point, but it took a lot to get me there. I mean, it was four or five years of this stripping, right. (laughs) You know, um, and doing drugs and, you know, just being very hard on myself. And I dealt with a lot of depression too. You know, growing up, I did. I had a lot of that um, just extreme, dark, deep, dark depression. And I can tell you that, um, you know, I was at, (laughs) I was dating someone at the time, right? And he was, he was a preacher's kid, no less. And I met him at the club, okay? And I was dating him at the time. And he had a Bible that was sitting on his table, right? And I just, (laughs) I was cleaning his apartment, you know, like a good girlfriend does, right? And while I was cleaning around the Bible, I heard an audible voice say, come and read. And I was like, I knew, I knew I needed to read so i grew up catholic okay i didn't know anything about the bible i had never read it before and i didn't know where to start right you know you don't really know where to start yeah uh, when you haven't ever read it before so in my mind i just needed to open it up to the first book right to the first chapter which was genesis right And I just read the first line in it. And what happened was, is I, I literally said out loud, I pushed it away. I closed the book. I pushed it away. And I said, whatever's in this book, I have nothing in common with. Everything I do is wrong. Okay. I don't have anything in common with this. I am the exact opposite of whatever this is. So I pushed it away and I went about my business and, you know, went back to my lifestyle, right? And it was three days later, three days later that I was back in the same spot, right? (laughs) I was back in the same spot and, and this time the voice was louder. Come and read. And it was like a magnet this time. And I mean, it was like it was pulling me towards it or or I was pulling it towards me somehow by my own uh spirit or so. I don't know. It was just very strange. And it was like it came close up to me. And I I flipped it open randomly. I flipped it open to the um New Testament. And I just lay it randomly laid my eyes down into it and I said. I read the words or I saw the words, those who walk in the darkness stumble, but those who walk by the light of the Lord are blessed. And you know, when I read those words, I, I'm very much a seer. Okay. So when I was reading that, what I was seeing is myself in my heels, stumbling in a dark club where I worked, right? That's what I saw. I saw myself literally stumbling in the darkness in that club. But then you had, then I had that, the verse after that, right? Which was what? But those who walk by the light of the Lord are blessed. And that somehow, how, whatever happened there, it hit me like a bolt of lightning. And I was so hungry. I knew God was speaking to me. I I knew he was. I did. And you know, I was I considered myself an atheist before this happened. Really. I was not a believer at all whatsoever, okay? And and so this provoked me or sent me into a place of hungry hungry. I was so hungry for the word, you know. And I couldn't get enough of it. And as a matter of fact, no one knew that I was reading the Bible. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't let anybody know because I was concerned that people would judge me. I was concerned that the people that were around me um, were going to think I was a Bible thumper or something to that extent, right? So I, I totally just kept it to myself, right? I kept it totally to myself. I didn't say a word. I did not say one word about, uh, reading the Bible, but I was reading it constantly for months in secret. And even my boyfriend didn't know about it. Right. He didn't know. You know, and so something was happening inside of me. Okay. Something very different and fresh and very, um, I would say somewhat uncomfortable, um, unsettling. Something was changing, shifting. It was both beautiful and horrifying at the same time, okay? (laughs) It It was a very different place for me because here I was reading the word of God, yet I was still stripping and I was still partaking of that lifestyle like it was just, you know, and I didn't understand either. I mean, I didn't know I needed to leave yet or I did, you know, I didn't know any of that. And as a matter of fact, when I was in the club, I would actually talk to guys about the Bible. And I was wondering, oh, man, I'm not making any money here, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm like, but I kept talking to him and, and there was this one guy Who said to me, he said, You know what? I need to go back to church. And I thought, Huh, church, church, huh? And I thought, What does that have to do with the Bible? You know, I mean, that's what I really thought. I was so, I didn't know. I just didn't know anything. Okay. I really didn't. I didn't understand. And so this change was happening in me and it was happening. It was happening quickly, but it was also happening um, to me. It was a slow transition. It Was like overnight, right? And so I ended up just really, just um, you know, finally coming to my end. And it happened one day that I was I was broken, right? I was totally broken, and I was on the floor, and I was I was sitting next to the uh, fireplace. This is when we lived in the Dallas, you know, I lived in Richardson during that time. And, um, and I was sitting there and this is in the Dallas area. I'm sorry. And I was so broken and I cried out to, I cried out and I said, I, I don't, all I do with my life, all I do with my own life is screw it up. I said, I've not done anything good in this life, and I, and I said, maybe there's something that you can do with me, and I really meant that from my heart of hearts. It wasn't, I didn't know about the sinner's prayer. I didn't know that there was this other, you know, life, or this other lifestyle, or that it was, it, it was good, and it was full. I didn't know. All I knew is that I had exhausted myself of everything that I knew I could do. I had dated a millionaire. I had, you know, yeah. I mean, all this different stuff. I tried, I tried to fill the void, but it nothing ever, ever satisfied me. Okay. Not even money. <laughs> I mean, I was not full on money at all. I, as a matter of fact, I couldn't stand when I dated the millionaire, I couldn't stand the people that he was with. I couldn't stand. uh any of it. I couldn't stand the richness of it. I couldn't say all it, to me, it felt so fake. And I, and I, and I hated the fakeness. And I just, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't be around. This repulses me. It literally repulsed me. And so I was good going back to my lifestyle of, you know, dance stripping and making money, uh, my own way. And so I, it really, I exhausted everything. And yet there was something in the word of God that I was reading and I was being changed by it. And I, and I do, and, and all of this pressure and all of this weight was on my back and I felt the pain and the, all of the pain in my back and the, the weight of it. Right. I felt all of that. And. I just, I couldn't, I I couldn't stand it anymore. I felt dirty. I felt every bit of the sin. I did. I felt it all. And I, and I didn't, I, I didn't know what else to do. And so when I cried out and I said that to him, Jesus literally showed up into my living room. He showed up. And when people say to me, well, Jesus, you know, the Bible, blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of baloney, whatever and I said no it isn't he is real he showed up in my living room I know he's real he showed up and you know he said to me and it looked like he was behind a cell door when he approached me and I was in the cell and I and he comes up to the cell and he says to me he says you have to ask me to come in and I said Will come in, Lord. And he he took a key and opened up the lock. And I mean, it didn't take any time. It was like bam, 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 And I saw all I saw when he opened the door is I. Then I focused in and I I was looking down and I saw his foot. I saw his foot come over the threshold of that cell door. And the light off of him started radiating in where I was at, right? Because I mean, inside I was like, wow, okay. He's stepping in where, where is he stepping? You know, cause he stepped into a place and as soon as his light came in, I was able to see where I was and I was in this dingy, dark, dirty, moldy cell. And I knew that that was my soul. I could even smell it. Okay. And I, and I looked at it and I was, but as soon as he came in, those walls crumbled down. They literally started going, like came down and there was this rain that came in and this light that was there. And it was like the heavens opened and it was like a pouring out of something. And immediately when this happened, immediately the pain in my back, was gone literally in that split second, bam. It's like every single bit of that weight, all the pain, all of that inflammation, all of it was gone in a split second when he came in. And I knew, I knew that he cleaned me. That's what I knew. I knew, I felt like I was forgiven. I knew I was healed. Those are the things I knew. And then all of a sudden after this happened, there was right after this happened, there was like the whole thing opened up around me and I saw all these angels around me, right? And they all had these trumpets and they were blowing the trumpets and I'm glad I was alone because I was running around, uh, (laughs) I was running around just praising God. I mean, that's all I could do, right? All I could do was just praise God the whole time. And um, so something was definitely drastically different uh, after that, right? But I still didn't feel led or I, I didn't feel comfortable sharing with anyone, you know? I didn't feel comfortable sharing with anyone about what had happened because I didn't, I knew they would think I was crazy and, You know, you know how it is. So I, but it was a couple weeks later and I was talking to my boyfriend at the time, right? He's the one that had the Bible, right? And I said, I had, I asked him a question and I said, do you think that God has a problem with what I do for a living? And he looked at me and he said, wait a minute, you? You are asking me about God. What is going on? He said, Did you pray something? And I I I was shocked that he knew or how somehow he knew something, right? And so I said, Oh, well, um, actually a couple of weeks ago, I Jesus came in the living room and I I, I started explaining the whole thing to him, and he was like, Oh my gosh you got saved and you didn't even tell me. And I said, saved. What does that mean? What does that mean? I've never heard of that. I mean, I had heard something about it, but I didn't know really what he was taught. I didn't know that that's what it was. You see what I mean? And so when this happened, he got so excited. He got so, so excited about this. And he said, he said, now I can marry you. And I said, oh my gosh. So after this happened, right, God didn't waste any time with me. I mean, I literally, I was, you know, I still was, I was still didn't understand that I needed to leave until the Lord told me because I heard him. And he said to me one day, While I was in the bathroom, he said, we need to talk about your occupation. And I said, yeah, I know, but you know, I make, I make good money and you know, (laughs) I was making all these excuses. And he said, Stephanie, I just saved you from your sin. Do you not think that I can handle this too? And I said, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you can. Okay, you know, so I went back to the club one more time and I was sitting with a bachelor party. Okay. And I was sitting on one of the man's laps. Okay. Because that's what you do. Okay. You know, this is the stuff you do. And I was just sitting, sitting there. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get this vision of this man, of this man's wife and child are at home, his wife and child are at home and they don't know where he is. And I immediately felt a great grieving, grieving space in me about over this. Okay. And so I was like, I was totally convicted of it. And as soon as I saw that I got up and I knew what I was seeing was real. I knew it. I knew what I was seeing was real. You could not convince me otherwise. And I finally I said to I said to the man, I was sitting on his lap. I said, I'm sorry, but I have to go. And I went to the back and I got my bags and I took a cab home. And I got into the cab and I was crying, right? And the cab driver, this little Indian guy, right? He he was driving the cab and he said, Oh, my dear, what's happening? Why are you crying? And I said, Oh, no, no, listen, these are tears of joy. You see, you see that I, I just met Jesus. And he told me I didn't have to go back in there ever again. And I don't have to. And he looked at me like, Oh my gosh. He said, that is the craziest thing I've heard in this cab. (laughs) And I laughed, we laughed. And I said, okay, Lord, whatever you have for me. And I didn't know what was going to happen. Okay. I had no idea. I was just stepping out of it in faith, you know, and I didn't, I mean, not even in big faith either. I mean, I don't even know that I really had faith. I just did it because I was so convicted I could not stand to sit there one more second seeing what I saw and understanding, okay, there's, there's other things you're not looking at. There's other things you're not paying attention to that are important here. Okay. It's not just linear. Okay. It's not just flat and it's not just, oh, that's just it. That's all you see. And that's all there is. No, there's much more. And so I left the business, and you know I ended up getting a job as a receptionist or whatever for at first. and um, and I had this desire really to to help the women, you know, come out of that industry because I listen, when you have been set free from something, okay, And it doesn't matter what it is, okay? People who are in the recovery uh, you know area, right? They understand that, you know, they're very passionate about helping other people come out of being addicted, right? You know, there are all kinds of facets of this, right? For me, I looked at the women in there and I was like, you know, Lord, what should I do? I don't know what to do. I really didn't. I didn't know what to do. All I knew is that I wanted to share everything that I had experienced with all of them. And I thought, well, maybe I'll write letters and, you know what I mean? I'll write letters and, uh, you know, <laughs> and no, that's not what he had. But at one point, you know, cause I asked him, I said, Lord, if you want me to do this, if you want me to help these women come out of the stripping or whatever, A lot of them were doing prostitution even, right? Um, Who knows if some of them were trafficked? Who knows? Uh, We didn't know that much. I didn't know that much being in a stripping position, right? So when this happened, I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, if you want me to do this, you're going to have to plop it in my lap because I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. And, you know, I didn't understand how powerful that alone, the way that I prayed in that moment was very powerful because basically when you pray like that, right, you're saying, I don't know anything, God, you know, everything. I know nothing. Fill me. Right. You're literally becoming what Paul talked about. I have to become smaller. Right. He was talking. That's why he he was renamed Paul, right? Become small, so that God could become big, right? In him, and and I didn't understand that's what was happening either at the time, but he did, and he used it because I'm not kidding. Within two or three months, I got you know I had went in to get baptized, right? I was baptized, and <clears throat> I was baptized, and Um, I was telling my story to the lady who uh, was helping me get dressed and all of that. And I was telling her my testimony and, and she was like, Oh, you need to meet so-and-so. And so so I guess she's the one that connected me with somebody else who came out of the industry as well. Um, Now I get a call from this girl and she's like, you and I have a lot in common. And I said, what is that? And she said, you and I both came out of the industry and we want to help women come out. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I do. (laughs) I don't know how that's going to happen, but I know I want to. And she said, well, would you like to help me? Would you like to help me do a ministry for women coming out of that? And I was just, I literally got on my face and cried because I was just like, oh my gosh, Lord, Oh, he answered my prayer. I didn't have to go looking for it. And then I began to understand that God really does. He works very organically with us. If we're willing to humble ourselves, right? If we're willing to humble ourselves, we will see him move. Okay, and whatever the desires of our heart is. Okay, so when this was happening, okay, God started. I mean, this ministry blew up overnight. I mean, we had support group meetings. We had, you know, people coming out by the droves. I mean, coming out of the clubs, coming into our meetings. We were on the news. We we did all these interviews. And we did um, an HBO documentary. It was it was overnight explosion, okay. And I had no idea. It was just the way God did it. And um, this this particular ministry was called Amy's Friends. Um, it has been turned into a slightly different situation over the years, uh, and it's now called New Friends, New Life. So, um, I did not stay with that organization. Um, and I won't go into really why. Um, but one thing I will tell you is that I will never down the gospel. Okay. I'm never going to water it down. I'm not going to dumb it down. I'm not going to stop speaking. I'm not going to start, stop sharing Christ. Because, you know, because people want to turn something into, oh, well, we don't want to offend the other people. Well, listen up. When your life has been changed, okay? When your life was turned upside down and you've been drugged through the mud and you've been drugged through the mire and then finally you get clean and you know who cleaned you, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to shut up about him, all right? And if you have a problem with it, I'm, you know what? I'm not even sorry. Okay. I hope that you encounter him because without him, there's no life. Okay. There's no life. Okay. Even if you don't do something drastic, like some big giant ministry or whatever, at least you're clean, you're clean and you're living forever in a new body with a new mind and a new heart and and you're fresh. You know, and so this whole ministry thing took me into, you know, I eventually married and and had children and and did that for a while and uh, come in 2011. God called me back into the ministry, but this time he was calling me more to trafficking and prostitution. Okay, which is a whole it's a whole nother set of stuff. Okay. And I did rescue work. I did how I took in women. I took women into my own home. I I fed, clothed. We we you know lots of things happened right with that ministry. And I'm going to tell you that that was the hardest ministry I've ever done. It is the hardest ministry I I have ever done in my life, and it is so. It's emotionally. It's emotionally hard because of what they've come out of and what they've had to go through. And and when you see one that you've rescued two times, right, and they went right back into it in another city, and now they're calling you and they need help again because they got themselves into a pickle. And now you're having to go after them again just to see them go back. Do you understand what I mean? This is what I mean. By, this is not an easy industry to to because you know when you look at them and you say where is your bottom? When are you going to reach your bottom? You know, I will say though, praise God, there was about a seventy five percent success rate. Okay, success rate meaning one they know the Lord, two they're out of the business, three they are stable. Okay. You see what I mean? So that's what I mean by success rate. Okay. Um, But yes, the ones that fall away, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard on us, right? That's hard. And it's hard to watch your work and your, you know, go back to it. And you know what I'm saying? And yes, I mean, we need to have compassion on these women. We don't need to judge them. We don't need to, um, you know, berate them. Okay. We need to have compassion on them because this is honestly, that's, it's all they know. It's all they know. And there's a big difference between ministering to a prostitute. Okay. And someone who's trafficked. Okay. It's a two, they're totally different dynamics happening because one has actually one may and you know the prostitute may have already been trafficked before but what she's done is she's gained back her own territory right she said no this is my body I'm gonna sell it how I want to I have the control right It's not like the traffic person who is controlled completely by someone else uh, and never even gets sees the money right? So at least when they come to me, they're coming to me from a place of, uh, you know, they've gained that sense of, and I know that this sounds weird. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. If we can use that word, which I mean, yeah, I mean, it kind of explains it. It's a little shallow uh, concept, but you get it, right? It is about that. So you're working with a whole nother set of things, right? But I will tell you that that it is very difficult to not want to minister to the men, too. Because the men, if we didn't have the men doing well, this wouldn't be a problem either. It takes two, okay? Just the one. And we failed to look at that part, okay? And so, you know, this is part of the reason why God, he shifted my ministry about four or five years ago, four, four and a half, almost five now, five years of full-time deliverance ministry. So I've been doing full-time deliverance ministry, uh, very busy for four and a half years, uh, because basically what has happened is, is I... I ran into, because of the prostitution and trafficking, what we tend to run into a lot is the occult. We tend to run into Satanism. We tend to see those ties come in because it's very synonymous with trafficking. Okay. And so I was seeing this happen a lot. So I was having to deal with certain cases, right? Because I would have ministries come to me because they knew that I was equipped in deliverance too. And that I understood the demonic realm and that I understood how to take authority and, and all of this, that all of that. Right. So I, I ended up taking cases, okay. That other ministries were like, yeah, can you help with this one? You know, because we don't know how to deal with this. Right. Um, And so I would get involved in rescue ops, you know, and, Things where we were basically taking people out of Satanism, really, okay, Uh, and that kind of thing. So that went on. And so, but what would happen was, what happened ultimately is that I was getting bombarded by Satanists wanting help, okay? And it was right after that, and after I had ministered to a good chunk of them, that all of a sudden the ministry shifted and the Lord told me, he said, um, well, this is what we're doing. And I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lord. I can't do both. I can't do deliverance and the trafficking and prostitution ministry is too much work. I, I There's no way. Because my sessions, my deliverance sessions take all day long, okay, with one person. So there's no way in a day that I can do all of these different things. So he ended up telling me, he said, well, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I'm doing now, Stephanie. Okay. And I was like, oh, well, okay. And let me just say this about that. And this is for everyone. If you're, if God is bombarding you with something, okay. Okay read the, read the writing on the wall. Okay. Read it. Okay. He's saying something. Okay. When you're, when it shifts for you, you know, no, well, that's not really what I had planned. And, you know, no, it wasn't my plan either. You know, I was trained up in deliverance ministry in the year 2000. And I said, yeah, Lord, he said, I'm answering your prayers. And I said, yeah, from 20 years ago, (laughs) You know, I, it was 20 years ago that, that I asked to do deliverance and I trained for it and, and all of that. But he said, no, this is what I need you to do now. I'm shifting it now. This is where I want you to do. So in the last four and a half, five years, I have been doing deliverance ministry full time and it's for men and women. Okay. And a lot of men get free from, I mean, I've had, we've had people get free from all kinds of stuff. Okay. Uh, we've had them get free from pornography and, you know, addiction to pornography and even, you know, buying sex and, you know, people coming out of the lifestyles. Okay. Different lifestyles, right. Um, people getting free from these things. Okay. Um, and, and really receiving their, their full and true identity in Christ. And that's really what deliverance is about. So my session usually takes all day long. Okay. So if someone contacts me and they say, I really want to go through deliverance. And so when we schedule it is for a full day. Okay. Cause it takes all day. Right. So we cover four areas. We cover. Uh, The first part is forgiving other people. And let me just say this. We go deep. Okay. People are always surprised how deep we go. Okay. But we get in there. Okay. There may be even repressed memories that come up in it because uh, we are working with the Holy Spirit. Okay. And he's revealing a lot of things during this time. Right. But you're going to feel releases, right? People feel releases uh, as we go through the process and they start feeling freedom from the very first person they forget, right? Then we go through and I'm going to tell you, we, uh, most people think that they're already free when we just go through that portion because it is the predominant area of stronghold. Okay? It is. (laughs) In a Christian's life, okay? Then we focus on self-forgiveness, which is also very powerful. And I always explain it like this so that people understand it. That whenever you do self-forgiveness, what we're really doing, what you're really doing is you're saying, Devil, I don't agree with you anymore. I agree fully with what Jesus Christ says about me right and this happens you're going to experience freedom by by going through this because it is a form of confession okay we are confessing right also things a lot of times people will finally confess things maybe that they've been holding on to for so long right and they don't know how to get free from this stuff but simply by confessing it, because the word of God says, confess your sin one to another. So that what, so that you may be healed. Right? So whenever this happens, yes, we expect healing when you confess, right? When we confess, we expect healing. That's a promise. You know, I said this earlier at the funeral, I said, um, You know, if we started looking at the word of God as nothing but promises and not a rule book, we probably would be set free and our lives would be totally different. If we would just change the way we think about the word of God. Okay. And uh, so I think that that's a powerful thing. And that really just came to me today, by the way. It was really cool. I love the Holy spirit <laughs> when He speak what I, you know, I didn't have a plan. Even when I spoke at the funeral today, I just let him do it. Um, you know, so the third thing that we do is, um, is, uh, let's see, uh, renounce word curses, right? That's the third section we cover and we go through all kinds of words, you know, words hold power. Okay when you speak words okay because we were created in god's image we were created with a mouth so when we speak yes it's powerful too blessing and cursing comes from the tongue right we understand that from the word of god but if we could see let me just say this guys if you could see what your words do uh when you when you speak If you could peel back the spirit or I'm sorry, the natural realm and see the spirit realm and see what your words do daily, not just to other people, but to your own life. Okay. All over the place. Right. If you could see what your words do, you probably wouldn't talk for a month. Okay. I'm just saying. And it's very important for us to understand the cruciality and this, the seriousness of our, our words, okay? So we renounce all kinds of words. They can be general words, phrases, names you're called, labels, you know, diagnoses. Yes, we renounce those too. There are a set of things that I have everyone renounce, okay? Um, no matter who you are. And, you know, there is a clearing that happens, okay? And really we're working from the bottom up. When we go through forgiving other people, we cover the gut area because that's where bitterness roots, okay? It's mainly in the gut area. So when people go through this process, they start feeling the releases primarily in their gut region when, when they start uh, forgiving, okay, when we go through this process. In the second portion, which is forgiving self, people tend, we move up in the body again. Okay. We go into the core area or where your spirit man is, right? This is who you are. This is your identity, right? This is where a lot of your self chatter is, right? Your self chatters because there's head chatter, right? And then there's self chatter. So, head chatter is a lot of stuff that you may not agree with, okay? Like, you could have thoughts come in and go, what is that? Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about self-chatter. Self-chatter is the stuff, you know this, everybody on here, okay? You do this all the time. Um, oh, What am I, you, know? you self-down talking, okay? This is something we're removing, by the way, in deliverance. The self-chatter, okay? And self-chatter is stuff that we do agree with, okay? We've made decisions in our mind. This is a part of who we are. This is where our Will is at. We're making decisions to have this conversation there, right? But what we want to happen, why do we do this? Why do we clear it out? So guess who else is in this area, in this place, this where your spirit man is? Guess who else is there? The Holy Spirit. So, a lot of times, what do we do? We're having the conversation with who inside? With ourselves. Are we actively, intentionally turning that uh, dialogue over to the Holy Spirit who's right there? He's right there. Okay. And this is the issue. This is why we clear out this clutter, right? Because it dampens and and it keeps us from engaging. And receiving from and submitting to the Holy Spirit, right? Because the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ and God's God the Father's Spirit in us. It's heaven inside of us, okay? And so what are we doing a lot of times? We're still having the conversation with ourselves. Oh, what am I going to do? I want a hamburger. Oh, I want... I'm going to go, Oh, I need to take out the trash. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I got to pay this bill. Oh oh my gosh. I look so ugly. I look look. all this, right? You understand, you know what I'm talking about. So we have to clear that area, right? Because we have to get rid of those agreements because as long as they are agreements, you're going to still be chit chatting it. Okay. And so once we do that, we move up again in the body, we go to the head, heart region. This is where words are mainly rooted, okay? And we clear it out. We clear those out. And yes, people feel clean and clear after deliverance, okay? got hundreds of people that have gone through it. And um, I don't charge, by the way. I don't charge for my sessions, okay? I want you to know that. And by the way, if they charge you, run away, okay? Run as fast as you can (laughs) away from them, okay? Because it will be worth whatever you paid, okay? Because this should be priceless, okay? And God is our provider as ministers, by the way. We don't have to go beating people down for money all the time. We can go to our father and we can ask him for money. He will give it to us. Okay, I promise you. Start asking him. Okay, people. I mean, this. I'm sorry. I'm preaching now, but that this is this is the way I live. I live on faith. Okay, and yes, he provides for me, but I do not charge. I do not charge for my sessions, my book, nor my training. Okay, and by the way, I do have a training going on right now, but it's it's over. We're not putting any more people in it. So uh, there'll be another training in January. So after we do all of this work in the session, right, we we've, we've done what we've forgiven others, forgiven self renounced. So we've taken a, down any and all legal agreements that we could possibly have to our knowledge. You see what I mean? so there is nothing left for the enemy to hold on to right so now what time is it it's the fourth portion i call it the fun part casting out but, Steph, but Steph, uh, your,
0: your microphone <laughs> went, your microphone went on looks like satan is trying to dis- disrupt us. but of course
1: of course can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, you're clear now.
1: Okay, good. Okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the fun part comes, right? See, he didn't want you to hear this part because I'm talking about casting out root spirits, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, so the last part is casting out root spirits because what we did in the first three parts, right, is we took out all... Known legal agreements. Okay. So now it's just time to kick them out. Right. So, uh, I go through all the root spirits. Okay. There's 20, there's 20 something of them. Okay. There's a lot of them. I go through each one of them individually because if I cast them all out at once, it's going to be too much. It's going to be too much overload. Okay. For the person. I like to have respect for the person, right? Also, to me, in my opinion, this is my opinion, deliverance should be a private thing, okay? It should be. Uh, deliverance should be a private thing. It should not be done out in front of everybody and people recording it and all of that mess. I, I, I'm I, sorry if that offends some people, but I'm telling you, God isn't pleased. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. God isn't pleased with that, okay? This isn't a show, It's not for entertainment. This is for people's freedom, okay? It's to respect people because God loves people, okay? He loves them. And so we cast, I cast out all the root spirits, okay? And, uh, you know, when people do go through deliverance, right, you know, four things can happen. They could yawn a lot, praise the Lord. If you yawn, everybody wants to be a yawner. I get it. but that's not always what happens, okay? You could cough a lot. You could vomit, which happens a lot. So I always have people, you know, have their trash bins ready, right? No matter who they are, okay? Um, and vomiting is normal, okay? It's a normal thing that happens when, um, when we cast out root spirits, okay? It is. It's normal. Um, and really, I like to clear up the whole vomiting thing because people tend to have you know they've seen movies and you know what i mean (laughs) they tend to have seen movies and stuff that that have hindered their uh their knowledge of it or understanding of it so you know when the vomiting occurs it's just because it's just because you know, it may be a spirit that has a little more precedence or a little bit more weight to it. So when it comes out, it's coming up and out. So it has more force. And that's why we see the vomiting happen. Okay. And that's it. That's all it is. It's not like uh I don't know. People have a lot of different perceptions about it. Okay. And they're off. But um So, and then of course, there is the last thing that can happen a lot of times is they can talk, okay? Uh, They can tend to talk whenever, um, you know, they come out, okay? But I want everybody to understand that when, when I cast them out, okay, when I cast them out, I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, anticipating that they might talk, right? So when they, if they should, I will muzzle them, okay? And they will shut up immediately. But yeah, sometimes they get something out, okay? Like some, most of the time they'll give themselves away and start, you know, growling and, you know, stuff like that. But no, sometimes they let a full sentence out, okay? Uh, Which is usually not very nice honestly, but and so uh but going through this process is is it's huge and we do break generational bloodline curses, witchcraft curses, and soul ties. Okay. I'm not really huge on soul ties, um, because it's not really a biblical term. Uh, however, you know, the Lord didn't say not to break them, so I break them for the sake of being thorough. Uh, so we go through all of that and yes, that takes many, many hours to go through that process. Okay. So usually it takes around an average of, you know, six to 13 hours, six being the least, um, time it takes. But, um, after we're done, you know, I pray over you. We put no armor on you. And at that point you're free. Um, so, and it, you're going to feel like, you weigh 20 pounds less. <laughs> you're going to feel that way because spirits really do weigh something. And it's not, I'm not saying that it's going to take fat off of you. Please understand. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the spiritual weight. You're going to feel the difference right after, after you've been set free. And so, and it doesn't matter who you are, okay? Um, whether you're struggling with, with depression, anxiety, maybe you're struggling with a porn addiction or, uh, you know, maybe you're having a problem in your marriage and you don't know how to, you know, whatever strongholds you, you're working against, okay, deliverance is going to help. And it's going to help you in many areas. Okay. So even if let's say I'm not doing this for you guys to reach out to me and do a session with me, I'm saying reach out to some deliverance minister, just make sure that they're doing the full thing. They're not just doing a part of it or you see what I mean? That's really important too, is to check those bullet points. Okay, that I just talked about because there are important, all of those, all of those are important. So, yeah, so God has been using me in this deliverance ministry for the last, you know, four and a half years. And um, I've been training people. I've trained 60 people up in it. And then um, right now I have about 20 something people going through it through my training now. And um so yeah, I'm excited about what God is doing and he is setting people free and equipping them and yes, and so uh I always talk about authority a lot, okay? Authority, 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 taking authority over and over and over again because People don't take authority. Um, They don't. And they wonder why they're messed with all the time. Um, And I'm like, because you don't take authority. You have to take authority over the spirits. You have to take authority over your thoughts. You have to take your thoughts captive. You have to learn how to do this and practice this. But, you know, after people go through deliverance, they have a very strong foundation to move from so that they can go out there and actually effectively uh, practice their authority in the earth, right? Because God gave us dominion and authority in this earth. You know what I mean? And, you know, we should be walking in our true identity and authority. We should, because it's fun. First of all, we, you know, it's, there's nothing better than walking in the full joy and peace of the Lord and knowing that you have authority over all those demons. Okay. There's nothing better than, than walking like this with him. And I want everyone, everyone to walk with him like this. I mean, if the body of Christ was actually walking in deliverance, and walking in their authority and walking in this way we would our world would not be the same as it is now it would not if all the christians who proclaim that they are christians if they actually walked in this authority that i'm talking about it would be a totally different church totally different it would be a totally different world we wouldn't see the demonic stuff as much because we would be taking it down all the time. You see what I mean? So thank you for for letting me talk for so long. I, this is refreshing.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, um, conservative Patriot nation is a platform for, you know, speakers to come on and, and, and we all learn from stuff from stories I mean, our admins the members and that's what's most important because we're not getting this from our media we're we're not getting this from many platforms and if this is not just a political platform your story may touch somebody there may be somebody on this call where they have a relative that's in that situation and your story may help them and, and that's what's most important And and i appreciate everything that you allowed us to to know of and Like I said, your story can touch somebody and that's what's most important.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on and uh, praise God. I'm excited about what God is doing with you. And I'm excited to know you too, by the way, I know God is going to do big things here. I know he is, and I'm excited about what he's unfolding. And I want to pray. I just want to pray right now over everyone and over you, too. Because, uh, listen, guys, we have authority in the spirit realm to take down witchcraft. Honey, I don't put up with witchcraft, okay? We don't put up with it. Don't e- I don't even deal with it. You know that? I don't even have it happen to me. You know why? Because I'm always taking authority over it. So I'm going to teach you right now how to take authority over witchcraft. And I want you to apply this daily. When you wake up in the morning and you have your time with the Lord, go ahead and do this prayer. Okay. I bind and I break witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. And I bind and I break every spell, every plot, every plan, every strategy, every single word purse. Every ritual, every incantation, every seance, I bind you and I break you now in the name of Jesus Christ, and I cast you to the feet of Jesus Christ now. Come off of all these people, witchcraft. Any manipulation, mind control, I bind you and I break you off. You witchcraft spirit, come off of them and go to the feet of Jesus Christ now. Go on. I always set them to the feet of Jesus Christ brought why because we know where they went guys right we don't put up with them they can deal with him I assure you that is the scariest place you can send demons because guess what I truly believe that hell is even merciful to them because you know why because they cannot stand before a holy God okay because they cannot they literally cannot stand before him. So when I send them there, okay? They're going wherever he says to go, right? They're going wherever he says. He's the all authority. He holds the keys. He he has won the battle. It is his battle. The other thing I want you to take authority over daily is monitoring spirits, okay? Monitoring spirits. This is where they watch you. Have you ever felt like you're being watched? Okay. Have you ever felt that way? If you have, I want you to do this. I want you to start praying this. Okay. I bind and I break and I dismantle. This is just the words that I love using, right? Words are powerful, right? We talked about that. I bind and I break and I dismantle all monitoring spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Be broken now and go to the feet of Jesus Christ now. Get off of our path. Every one of the people that are listening or that will listen, we bind and break all monitoring spirits off of you now in the name of Jesus Christ. They cannot watch you, they cannot know. They cannot. No, they can't in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord, you know, and, you know, you're going to know when you need to take authority over certain spirits. Let's just say you have a problem with depression, okay? Now, I would suggest going through deliverance first, but after deliverance, what I teach people to do whenever they are, you know, when depression has been a huge stronghold for them. Obviously, that stronghold is going to try to come back and test ground afterwards, right? Of course it is. What do you think? We're in heaven yet? No, we're still in on the earth. We're still in this earth suit, okay? But we are, we are redeemed, right? Our spirit is alive. But we're still here in the battle zone. So we still have to take authority. Even after deliverance, we have to learn to take authority over these spirits. So what are you going to do when, a, a, when depression tries to come on you? And you know, right? You can see it, okay, coming. After deliverance, it's very clear to you when it comes, right? Because it literally is a spirit of heaviness, okay? That's what this, the depression is. It's a spirit of heaviness. So when heaviness comes on you, Okay, what are you going to do? You're just going to sit there and let it come in and agree with it? Oh, yeah, I, I, feel, oh, I feel terrible. I just want to assault. And then all of a sudden you have that foggy thing come over your head, right? And you go into this dark place. and the, No, 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 no. That is a spirit, y'all. Okay, that is a spirit when you finally understand that these are really spirits and it's not really you and you learn to take authority over them. Oh my gosh, your life is going to be totally different. Okay. You're, you know, so when people finally get their authority and they see it and they know it, they're like, Oh my gosh, I saw it go. When I told it to go. Yes. Praise the Lord. See, it's, it's awesome. Isn't it? We don't have to put up with these things. We don't have to put up with the enemy, okay? We don't. And so I always encourage people, please take authority. I have to take authority every single day, okay? Every day. I do. Everybody does. Everyone needs to take authority, y'all, okay? So just like with fear or the lying spirit or rejection, okay? Yes, rejection is a spirit. It is a very strategic spirit. And it will even cause you to, uh, let's say you, you know, let's say you have a a stronghold of rejection. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be attracted to, and you're going to even pull around you, those who also have it, which also means that there's a chance that you're going to be rejected and the cycle is going to continue or compound, right? And so when, you know, we see these cases, right, that come to us where, um, have you ever seen the people that have nothing but rejection in their lives? Like, they could go into a church. Everyone rejected me there. Uh, their friends reject them. Every boyfriend rejects them. You know, it's on and on. That's a very, that's a serious case. That's a strong man of rejection, right? This is, the, there's fruit to see. There's evidence, right, with that. So. As you can see, there's different symptoms, right? With each spirit, right? Jealousy is also a spirit, right? So if you're getting jealous inside, you need to put that out of there. You need to, you need to cast that. (laughs) You need to repent and cast that thing out of there because that jealousy spirit brings with it so many problems. Okay. Okay. Physical problems, just like with bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness, right? We understand that those things are the reasons why spirits have their place in the first place, too, right? So when we understand how they have legal ground and legal rights, right, we can understand how to combat them, okay? And so now that we know how to combat them and remove them, it's just a matter of then teaching people how to apply this going forward, right? Yes, you know, you don't have to wait to go through deliverance again to to take care of matters of the heart, like forgiving other people or forgiving yourself when you mess up or, or hey, rejecting those words when they're spoken over you, when they're spoken. You You know, people learn the tools and they can take them with them, right? And so also taking authority is one of them. So I'm, I'm big on teaching authority. I didn't want to, I'm sorry. I thought I was done, but (laughs) I realized I didn't talk about authority. And you know, all my people know me and they know that, that they, they know that how they're going to, they're going to hold me to it when I come off of here and go, you didn't talk about authority. (laughs) So I had to.
0: When God wants something heard, um, he's not going to let you stop. So uh, I'm sure the good Lord is trying to reach that message to somebody that's on this call.
1: Amen. Praise God. I see a lot of my people on. Hallelujah. Thank y'all for watching. I love y'all. And also. I love all your people too. Praise God. Praise God. So, yes, I want y'all to apply the, 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 um, the authority prayers that I just gave you. Um, those two, especially right now, when you're taking authority over spirits, because of the time we're in, and there's a lot of witchcraft in the atmosphere, okay. There's a lot being put out, okay. And so we want to just we don't have to put up with it, y'all. All we have to do is bind it and break it. I'm not kidding. And you won't see the issues that you were seeing before, okay you know what I've talked about, things breaking, accidents happening, you know, stumbling, clumsiness, I mean, all kinds of stuff, okay? Just stuff that isn't necessary, okay? And so that's what I'll leave you with, but I bless you and um, thank you, Michael, for having me on.
0: You're welcome. I know you're a little, it's a little over an hour, and do you have a, a little bit for a couple of questions?
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Marshall's going to be taking the questions. So if anybody has to, any questions, just press that middle button and Marshall will pick you up.
2: Okay. Yes. We have our first question from Sabrina.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Sabrina. Um, you can go ahead. Hello, Miss Lacey. Um, Monday, I'm starting a women's Bible study on another channel. And what you just talked about, thank you for confirmation. Um, because he wants me to teach the women who they are in Him, and to teach them to take authority in the spirit realm. Awesome! Um, Yay. Now it's as I said, it's a group um, event, so it's not something that I want to do any the deliverance on. I have been in the deliverance ministry off and on. Um, I like. The way that you say that you proceed with it, I love that. It's a little bit different than what I went through, but it sounds a lot more
1: easy, more thorough,
3: easier for the body to handle.
1: It is yes. Yeah. So we don't tear them out. We yeah, we take away their ground first, and then we just kind of escort them out. That's how. Yeah,
3: hurts. the tearing the tearing out hurts. <laughs> but where we don't would need you to tear
1: it? We don't need to tear. Yeah, them.
3: right. Where would be a good place for me to start with these ladies?
1: Well, you know, I think you know is it depends on where they're at. Okay, and since is this a new study is this a new bible study yes
3: this is a new bible study I'm beginning and well, we'll have and
1: I would I would first you know Sabrina first I would do is really just get to know them first okay
3: that that and, was my plan
1: and really just begin to pray with wherever they're at right now and what's personally needed with each one find out those things right Right, And then you can ask the Holy Spirit, right? You need to ask the Holy Spirit what he wants. And, you know, this is what I teach people a lot is, listen, it's just one day at a time, one step at a time with the Holy Spirit. We're just getting in the river, right? We're getting in the river with the Holy Spirit and we're just going with him, right? We're not trying to go over here, go over there. We're not trying to go upstream. We're not trying. To, we're just going with his flow, right? And when we learn to heed his voice, right, and hear him, and when you're, especially when he's given you uh, the responsibility of leading, okay, this is weightier, okay? So the first thing's first is we have to first establish that we care about people, Right? You see what I mean? We have to establish first that we want to get to know people that we care about who they are that, you know, because they're what difference does it make? If you have a Bible study without any love or, or that intimacy factor or being able to be transparent or, you know what I'm saying? So I would say first get to know them, uh, learn how they, how, the, how do they need to be loved on? Because you know why? People come to Bible studies not just to read the Bible. They can do that on their own time, okay? They're coming to Bible study for an encounter, right? And I would suggest when you're doing Bible studies to incorporate worship time, you know what I mean? And not the conventional kind, but the kind where you you just are free to do it you know like you're free to do whatever you know to to worship him right i mean you know within reason (laughs) but you know yeah freedom freedom you know and just but get to know them first you know and and start there because and and caring about them it's like it's like that one um it's like that one saying that we hear a lot People don't care how much, you know, until they know how much, how much you care. Right. Yeah.
3: And that's more confirmation because that's what the Lord said was get to know them first. And that's what I was going to start with is getting to know each other. Not just me knowing them, but all of us knowing each other.
1: Yes. Amen.
3: Thank you so much for the, for the confirmation. I mean, thank you.
1: You're Thank well, you, well. Holy
3: Spirit.
1: God bless, God bless
2: you. Okay, next we have uh, Truth Rick. Truth Rick, uh, Rick, your mic is unmuted. Go ahead. Hey, well, thanks for all that. I caught most of it and I really appreciated it. I just wanted to talk about uh, this, this disconnect that people have about all of our enemies i personally rejoice in the fact that all of my enemies are satanic because they're so easy to beat all you have to do is rebuke them and they will flee from you
0: and it's
2: not happening for me so i just rejoice in the fact that they are their status is so much lower than than the god and the god that we serve in our position here as ambassadors for him That if people just don't they weren't taught this information you, you you don't hear about it in church, and I just wanted to say thank you
1: oh well, thank you for for saying that it means a lot to me because you know we need we need this truth this is if we need any of the truth that's out there, you guys, it's this okay this is the most important stuff that you're gonna learn, okay because if you don't have this and the other truth that's out there it doesn't matter okay I'm just saying it doesn't. Okay, what are you serving? What what, what truth are you going to serve out there that's going to give you eternal life, except for this, except for Jesus Christ and his authority and his identity and his Holy Spirit, right? So thank you. Thank you, Rick. Okay, thank you. You can. You know,
2: you can. Scott G, um, you can ask your question. You're unmuted.
0: Scott G, you're unmuted. So unmute your mic, Scott, all you gotta do is press that blue button and you can speak. Okay, okay, Uh, okay, I didn't know. Uh, Scott Gallagher, Gunnboro City,
2: Texas. Um, I really don't have a question. I just have gonna share some stuff with you. My dad was a pastor and he um, taught Bible studies over at um, um, Grace House Ministries at Seven Points. Uh, I don't know if you use that or not. Uh, and if, if I find any, uh, he went to heaven the 18th of last month. So if I find any of his Bible studies, uh, would you like me to try to get them to you about any, any extra books and stuff?
1: Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and also, I'll, too, uh, I'll have Michael or uh, whoever his person he uses, I'll have them give you by email.
2: Very, very well. And I, it was real, uh, instructive, uh, listening to you and, um, uh i'll 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 try to remember to keep keep you in my prayer also
1: thank you scott i appreciate that it means a lot i love when people pray
2: yeah and and i'm here to i'm here to serve so that goes for the group too so i'm you know uh my gifts are the body and hands of christ so i I enjoy emptying garbage and stuff (laughs) that's me and i have with the Holy Spirit too so i I, I like that you were laughing because <laughs> yeah I talked to him all the time also all right I'm gonna let I'm gonna back down so that other people can you know, jump in
1: well so, I want to say God. something to you Scott real quick okay the yes, Lord ma'am. loves you the the Lord loves your humble heart uh he wants you to know that he loves you so much and he you know when I was hearing you speak I just you know It's you're so genuine in your spirit. I know when people are genuine and they're not all full of, you know, that fake baloney is pretension. And it's. I just want you to know that the Lord is proud of you and he loves you and he he loves your heart for people. And um, I just want to say that, okay, because he really, it just came on me as you're talking. So thank you for speaking.
2: Yeah, yes, ma'am. Here come some tears. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I love you, too. And thanks for being with me for my loss of my dad. Okay, I'll back down. Thank
1: you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
3: Anyone else have any questions for our speaker?
0: If you guys would like to ask Stephanie a question, just press the middle button and Marsha will call upon you.
3: I have one more question if possible.
1: Sure, yes.
3: I'm a grandmother and my grandchildren are seven, well, six, five and a few months. I've noticed things with the six and five year old, of course, as they're coming into their personalities. As their grandmother, I understand that, that, you know, the authority realm, that their father is the head of the house and he has the authority. But as their grandmother, is my authority also, would it supersede his?
1: Well, this is the deal, okay, so you're, you know, if they are in your care, if they are in your care, okay, there is, and it it also has to do with the age of accountability, okay, well, if you're talking about um, casting out spirits or something like that, then if they're in your midst and they are under the age of 12, being the age of accountability, right? um then you have full authority to cast him out without any any questions or any anything
3: well they're in their dad's uh oh,
1: okay oh, well, you Wait, know, that's what i was prayers prayers alone are sufficient right okay right. um you know i believe that my grandmother Um, Even though I was not walking with the Lord, I believe my grandmother is the one, one of the main people's prayers that brought me in. I'm just saying. Uh, So don't ever stop and don't ever give up, Um, you know, or or thinking that your prayers aren't as authoritative because they are.
3: Right. (laughs) I just know that, you know, how the family dynamic and that wasn't, I pray for them. I, I mean, I fight for them. You know, I come against everything that the enemy tries to throw at him. But I was just wondering, as far as you know, the governmental set down. You know what I'm talking about. The, yeah, the
1: yeah. We get that that you know he's the parent, and obviously he's you know with them more. So yes, and he's over them as the fa- as the father. But you know, you are his mom, right? <laughs> Actually, no, but I'm the mother's mom. You can pray for him, too, you know. Um, God's not By the way, God's not finished with that situation, you know. God's getting people's attention these days. I'm telling you guys. I mean, it's getting heated up right now, okay? Things are about to turn up again, okay? If you thought that they were turned up before, they're getting more turned up. And the people... The Lord had shown me how there are different waves that happen, right? And some of us have already been through our wave. You know what I'm talking about, right? We've already been through the wave. We've been through the humbling. We've been through what we needed to. Now God is using us in the kingdom and he's got us busy. But then you have people who aren't stepping into their place. They're still out there bumbling around and doing whatever, okay? While saying, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Whoopee, so do the devils, okay? Uh, You know, so there are these waves that are coming, right? There are these waves that are coming in. And everybody's got to have a go go through a wave, okay? So don't be surprised if you see your people who aren't turning go through a wave, okay? Uh, Through a humble wave, I call it. It's a humble wave, right? And, you know, but it's for their betterment. It's for their good. It's for their blessing, right? It is for their blessing that this happens. You see what I mean? So it's not to harm. It's not to harm at all. Okay. It is for the purpose of God actually promoting them. Okay. So this is actually a good thing for people to go through this humble wave right uh, it, if they haven't yet okay so now a lot of us have already gone through that okay um, and we're, we're we're actively walking and participating and engaging our true identity and path and calling and purpose in Christ right and so you know if you're doing what God has called you to do you don't have to be concerned okay? But it's the people out there that that what well, they I don't really know what I'm supposed to you know or maybe they're just not they're lukewarm whatever that God is on a mission to bring them back to him and he will use whatever means necessary to to get their attention now he's no dictator of hearts and he's not going to uh, he's not going to um, make you turn to him or make you want him however you know he does try he will leave the 99 to go after the one he will he does that he's he is he is faithful like that so and sometimes he uses things hard things to get people's attention you know and sometimes it needs to happen so is there any other questions, or are we wrapping up? <laughs> Ask whatever you need. Praise God, you can. But, but I learned a lot, and so thank you so much. And I'm like yeah, very very
2: very interested now. So if you do any more shows, please let Mike know, so we can all know. You know.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'm going on Jody uh, La Dolce's uh, show tomorrow. Um, we're we we are recording. Um, so yeah, I'm going on with Jody. That's the only one right now that I know of. (laughs) That's the only one. And that's a telegram channel. No, that's on YouTube and on her website, I believe. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for the information. I hope you have a great day. God bless. And I did say all those prayers right along with you. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, you know what? I'm, That is awesome. I'm glad you are because they are going to be helpful. I'm telling you, they help me and my my teams and people that I minister to all the time. And so the fruit, the 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 proof is in the pudding. Okay, and it's it it's there. Okay, I believe it. There's no accident, huh? I don't believe in coincidences and accidents and things like that. It's no accident I'm here (laughs) listening. Me neither. No, I don't either. I don't know. Okay. God, God, God bless you, sister.
0: Thank you. God bless you as well. Well, it looks like uh we're out of questions, Stephanie, and I I really awesome. wanna say thank you for coming on. Um e- even when we get uh a courageous person like Community for Unity to to say such um something that many wouldn't open up to be talking about her past um career which is beautiful, and that's how powerful God is, and I really just want to say thank you for coming on, and um, I appreciate you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It, it was an honor to to be on with you, and um looking forward to being on with you again at one point. I don't know when, but <laughs> at one point. <laughs>
0: Whenever you want to come on, you got a place to come.
1: All right. Well, we'll we'll make a plan of it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, every one of you. And, and please walk in your authority and your identity in Christ. And if you haven't got deliverance, go and find someone who knows how to do good deliverance. Because uh, it is life-changing for most people to go through it, okay? And I love you all, and I God God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, you well. Stephanie. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. And by my my own people, I see so many of them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending my people in. All right, I love you all. Bye.
0: You have a good night, Stephanie.
1: Good night.
0: All right. That concludes the show. And those that are be listening to the, on the podcast, if you want to be present to one of our other speakings, which we have many coming up, we have Bishop Larry Gators coming on the 16th, and we have Asia Smith, who is running for Congress, an ex-